welcome to the first episode of Live Savagely. I've recorded many episodes with other people, but this is the first episode I think I'm going to publish because I'm actually just going to be the one talking, which makes me a little nervous, so bear with me. But today I'm going to be talking about breaking toxic cycles in relationships so that you can better your future. You know, you don't want to keep repeating the past or making the present a result of a negative past. And also, it's I'm going to touch on how toxic cycles can be a result of, you know, obviously a very toxic relationship, romantic relationship. But that also can be the result of, you know, toxic dynamics within your family. And also, you could have toxic friendships. You know, toxicity doesn't have to just, you know, be something that's a part of a romantic relationship. It could also be a dynamic that, you know, you grew up around in your family or have even been a part of in friendships. Any of those can affect you greatly. So first, I'm going to be talk to, talking about when I realized that I was in a toxic relationship and the first toxic relationship that, you know, really, it definitely impacted me for the rest of my life, but I also learned a lot from it. So starting off in high school was my first relationship. I was 14 and it affected me. It affects me to this day, but I was in a three and a half year relationship and there was, you know, trust issues, cheating, manipulation, lying, just anything that goes into toxicity, pretty much abuse, you know, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. There's a lot that goes into that. And everybody's, you know, definition of toxic is different. It could be controlling. It could be manipulation. It could be abuse. It could be all of those things or just one of those things. So when I realized I was in a toxic relationship, obviously nobody gets into a relationship thinking it's going to be toxic. Well, in my opinion, and I don't think anybody would get into a relationship knowing that it's going to become a toxic one. So when I got into my relationship, I was obviously very young. I didn't know that it was going to result in being the most toxic relationship I've ever been in, but there was a lot of lying on his end. And I'm not here to just blame another person because I would never do that. I think, you know, if a relationship fails, both parties are somewhat responsible, even if one of them is a little more responsible, but I'm not going to blame somebody for being toxic or lying or cheating when, you know, I have my own toxic traits as well that I engaged in and I chose to stay. At the end of the day, I had a feeling something was going on, but I still chose to stay. So in high school, I thought it was, you know, in my relationship, I thought it was a little weird how you know, my ex didn't really want me touching his phone, even if it was for the flashlight or, you know, being around his friends, hanging out with his friends. He didn't really want to post me and it was because he was private. And, you know, I chose to believe him. I chose to stay. Nobody made me do that. However, I knew something was off. And I feel like when your intuition tells you something, especially women, more times than not, you're right about it. Because at the end of the day, People lie and your feeling like your gut feelings or intuition that doesn't lie. I'm not saying that your intuition is always right, but more times than not, it is. And that goes for men and women and anybody. It literally, you know, your intuition, your feelings, it's based on your experiences and your accumulated knowledge. And even from a high, higher power, whether you believe in one or not, I do. So I believe that your intuition is definitely sent from whether it be your guardian angel, the universe, God, whoever. I do believe that your intuition is much more complex and deeper than we know on a surface level. 
So when I felt that like something was going on with him, that it was weird that he didn't really let me touch his phone or, you know, be around his friends or he wouldn't post me, I definitely thought some cheating was going on or something that was disrespectful to me. I didn't know if he was, you know, physically cheating because there's obviously there's different levels of cheating, but I, something was going on in my opinion, but I could never prove it. And because of that, I let him convince me that I was crazy. You're crazy. You're just insecure. You're just jealous. You're toxic, this, that. And when somebody says that to you, when you're, you know, bringing forth your feelings to the other person or communicating to the other person, if they're telling you you're toxic, you're crazy, chances are they're doing something they shouldn't. Or they're just being degrading, honestly, is what it is. It's degrading because you should be able to have feelings without feeling like there's something wrong with you for feeling the way you do. And more, chance, more times than not, you feel a certain way because they've given you reason to believe that. And I think that's different. There's obviously a difference between you blaming something from the past on somebody else, somebody new, or you know, somebody gave you a reason not to trust them and now you have trust issues with them, that same person. You know, those are two different things. But after not being able to prove it for about three and a half years, I finally caught him in a stupid lie. And that's when I ended things because it was finally the moment where I realized I wasn't crazy and that my gut was telling me the, you know, the right thing the whole time. But you shouldn't ever have to wait for the proof to come out. You know what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't have to, you know, have the screenshots to know somebody's cheating. I feel like if you feel it in your gut and if somebody, you know, feeds into that insecurity and they may, they've given you reason to be insecure, I think you should get out of that relationship, in my opinion. That's what I would do now, learning what I have. So when I finally realized that I wasn't crazy after all that time, even if it was over something so small, because it was a, it was a little small lie about where he was, but I realized, like, if you can lie about something so small then... I can't even like imagine what you've lied to me about before, bigger things. So at that moment, it was like a sigh of relief. But like I said, you shouldn't have to, you know, you should believe your own intuition. You should be able to believe yourself. You shouldn't have to look for the proof because I feel like eventually you always find out anyways. And if you're ever feeling unsafe in a relationship or insecure or worried all the time because of that person's actions or words, then you shouldn't be with them anyways because chances are something's going on. So before I had ended things, there was a lot of you know verbal abuse that went on from both of us. I can't just say it was him because there were times where he would do something and I would blow up on him. I would just get mad at him, say whatever I was thinking just because I knew it was going to hurt him. And then the next second I felt better. And I realized that that's not a healthy way to communicate. And even if he was in the wrong, even if he was cheating on me and I called him names or whatever, me contributing to his wrongdoing was not making the situation any better. And yes, I'm human. We're all human. There's going to be times when somebody does you wrong and you're going to want to curse at them, blow them up, whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. Like you're not, you contributing to their negative behavior or what, you know, the messed up stuff they decided to do to you. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make the situation different. It's not gonna make the situation better. So it's better not to just to just not engage in it. So an effect of you know the abuse, the manipulation, the toxicity, the trust issues that affected me and my relationships after that. 
So ever since that relationship, I it's been harder for me to trust people. So especially when I got into my first relationship after that three and a half years, there was a moment where, you know, there was a time where I was like overthinking like crazy. And overthinking is very natural to me. Like it is something that I do all the time. Don't know why. I've just always been an overthinker. I've been, you know, very anxious. I've been diagnosed with anxiety for a long time. So when I got into a relationship after that relationship, I had these thoughts in my head constantly like, oh, is he going to cheat on me like my ex did? Is he going to, you know, is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? And I realized at a point that like I was only hurting myself and I was only jeopardizing a good relationship, you know, a better relationship over somebody else's mistakes. You know, I was blaming somebody for somebody else's mistakes and that is not fair to that person. But I also understand where I've been blamed for somebody else's mistakes because my ex was cheated on, he was mistreated, whatever. So I feel like there comes a point where you have to break that cycle because at the end of the day, nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to do the inner work for you and nobody can. You may get advice from family or friends or whoever telling you, you know, leave that person, stop acting this way, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to listen or believe what somebody is saying unless you want to believe it. So if somebody's telling you, you know, that person, I think that person's bad for you. I think that person's cheating on you. It's up to you to either believe them or not believe them. You can't be convinced of anything you don't want to believe in. So if somebody's telling you somebody's bad for you or that you should leave somebody, you're not going to do it unless you agree with them and unless you want to do it. So you can't do the inner work of like breaking a, like a toxic cycle unless you're going to do it for yourself, unless you do some sort of self-reflection. So at that point in my second relationship, there came a time where I would check my second boyfriend's phone, um, look through his phone when he like wasn't around or when he was sleeping. And, you know, there came a point where he had realized I was doing it and he was like, listen, I have no problem with you being on my phone. And I realized it was because my ex never let me touch his phone. So when I had the opportunity to look at my second boyfriend's phone, I was like, okay, I have to look at it. But I did it when he wasn't around because I knew I wasn't going to find anything. But like in the weirdest way, I would look because I knew I wasn't going to find anything. Like I would look just to ease my mind in knowing that he's not doing anything wrong. But there came a point where he was like, it hurts me that you don't trust me. You can have my phone whenever you want but it hurts me that you don't trust me. And in that moment, you know, I took a step back and I was like, if I continue this cycle and this behavior and thinking this is okay and letting my past dictate my future and my present, I'm never going to be happy and I'm never going to have the relationship I want to have. And I'm never going to, you know, be the person I want to be. I want to be able to be trusting and secure and not, you know, overthinking all the time. So in that moment, I had to make a decision. Like, Am I going to keep checking his phone? Am I going to keep overthinking? Am I, am I going to keep blaming him for somebody else's mistakes? Or am I going to move forward with my life? And am I going to work on myself so that I don't have such you know, issues trusting somebody because it's not his fault for what my ex did. And in that moment, I realized that I had to work on that. And as for my overthinking, I feel like there was times where I was just like, oh, is he going to cheat on me like my ex did? Can I trust him? I've never been able to trust anybody. And once again, it was blaming him for something that had nothing to do with him. So, you know, what I did to work on that was to redirect those thoughts. You know, when I would say, oh, is he going to cheat on me like my ex? I would think to myself, 
has he given me a reason to think he's like my ex or has he given me a reason to think he would cheat? No, but I had to realize that and I had to redirect those thoughts because they would have just kept going and going and going and bad habits die hard and it's so easy to just put these images or you know thoughts in your mind that like something's something's going to happen the other shoe's going to drop you know something's wrong and it's so easy to do that especially in today's culture i feel like because i feel like we we all know somebody who either we've been in a toxic relationship or we know somebody who has been in a toxic relationship and i would say that's a hundred percent of people so it's so easy to think somebody's doing something wrong but if you never get that image out of your head and blaming other people for people in the past mistakes or how they treated you, then you're never going to be able to move forward with your life and you're only going to be hurting yourself. So that was, you know, when I had to do some work within to realize I'm hurting the person that I love because of somebody who hurt me in the past, I need to stop. And this is how I'm going to stop. So one was redirecting those thoughts and on the contrary, if you're thinking to yourself like, oh, is he cheating on me? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? And if you ask yourself, has he given me a reason to believe that or she or whoever, and you say yes, then you should get out of that relationship. Because if somebody's inserting these thoughts in your head or feeding into your anxieties or, you know, adding fuel to your anxieties, you should not be with that person because you want someone who's going to make you feel secure. And in that situation, I was with somebody who made me feel secure, but for some reason I had such a hard time believing in it because of the past and I was letting it dictate my present and my future. So that is what I did to work on myself. But I also, you know, I'm very big on like self growth and like, I don't believe that anyone is a hundred percent, you know, at the place, you know, at a, like a, like a perfect place in their life. Like, I feel like everyone has room to improve on something, even if it is one thing. But during these times when I'd be feeling like, you know, overthinking or like really down on myself or, you know, getting twisted in the past again with my thoughts and my overthinking, I would write, you know, it helps me to write on pen and paper, but if you want to write in your notes or something, but it would help me like to write. And I still do it to this day, write each aspect of my life that I wanted to improve on. And then I would write how, you know, what I wanted to improve on and then how I was going to improve it, like a course of action. So basically like for mental health, I started to meditate five minutes a day while I was getting ready for school. And I wanted to do that because um, to help me relax my mind in the morning and not be so anxious when I was waking up and just to be grounded and to breathe. There's many things you could do. I was also having trouble sleeping at one point you know, after I went through my breakup. So I would, you know, get a piece of paper, like a journal, a journal and a pen, and I would write right before bed so that I could just get all my thoughts out and my feelings out and my emotions. And so I could go to bed with like a clear conscience. So my guide would be to first acknowledge, you know, the toxic behaviors you're engaging in, where they came from, and what you can do to redirect them into something positive and whether, you know, be to make you smarter, to make, they're going to make you smarter. You're going to be stronger when you learn how to manage them. And when, when you learn how to leave them behind, so they don't dictate your present and your future. But like I said, it's going to be an active effort because no habit, you know, is going to be easy to get rid of, especially something that you're used to from your relationship for 
a few, whether it's a few months, you know, daily to years to, you know, even it's so even, like I said, even if it's only a few months, like you're still engaging that behavior every day. Let's say like, if you're in a, like a toxic dynamic with your partner, you're going to be talking to that person every day and you know it's going to be normalized it's going to be like a routine for you and that's going to be something that's going to be hard to break but you have to be mindful of that and you have to take a course of action of how you're going to leave that behind and you know create better habits for yourself so that was you know toxic cycles that resulted from a romantic relationship but what i also realized was familial relationships and like the familial dynamic can really affect romantic relationships as well if that dynamic is toxic or if it's positive too like if you are dating someone who you know has parents that have been married for 30 years then that's obviously going to have a positive effect on your relationship but if you are with somebody whose parents let's say are together but they really shouldn't be it's going to affect your relationship in one way or another so when I was with my ex, you know, he had a family dynamic where his parents wouldn't really treat him the best. And I feel like whenever, you know, it was like a very passive aggressive way they would communicate to each, like to each other. And because of that, I feel like when stuff would go on with his parents, whether it was an argument or he was upset about how they were treating him, whatever, it was taken out on me. And because of that, I feel like it, it was nor normal for him to communicate in a passive aggressive way with me rather than being upfront about his feelings and rather than communicating in a positive way. And he would just be passive aggressive with me because of the dynamic his parents had with each other. And because he, you know, experienced that dynamic all throughout his childhood up until the point where we were together, it became a normal behavior for him. Just like with my family, we are very, we're a very close knit family. We're on top of each other constantly because we're very close. So we can, you know, get on each other's nerves very easily to the point where we can like go from zero to a hundred like that and then back down to zero. Like if we're mad at each other, like one second yelling at each other and the next second like being like, I love you. And I feel like in my relationship, that dynamic affected my romantic relationships because I thought it was normal or okay to just like blow up on, you know, my partner. And then the next second be like, oh, I didn't mean it. Or okay, now I feel better and then move on. But no, I realized that that's not okay. It's not normal. And it's definitely not an effective way of communicating with the person you love. So if you're, you know, I would feel good in the moment, just like getting out anything I had to say, whether I was, you know, mad, angry, whether it was because of something, you know, they actually did wrong. But like I said, adding fuel to the fire isn't going to do anything. So there had to be a, a time where I realized, you know, and from relationship to relationship, you're going to like realize things and you're going to learn something from each relationship you're in and each relationship I've been in, I've grown and I've learned more about myself and more about the things I need to improve on as well as things I want out of a partner. You know, what I would want, what I would have wanted my partner to do better or, you know, what I want for my next relationship. So going through that, it definitely made me realize that that dynamic of blowing up on somebody and then the next second, you know, not caring and being like, okay, I, I didn't mean it. Like, it's fine. Like words do hurt. And that was something I definitely had to learn as a result of the, you know, the dynamic that I grew up around. So that was, you know, a family aspect that I realized was affecting me in my romantic relationship. 
So toxicity doesn't only, you know, it's not only behaviors that are from romantic relationships, but they can be from familiar relationships as well. And I'm trying to think, I'll get into like a little bit about like friendships that can be toxic too. Like there's been situations that I've been in with friends or even that my friends have been in with their other friends that, you know, let's say they have a friend that doesn't want them to have any other friends. It's like, oh, if you go out with this person, like my friend was telling me about this, like she would want to go out at college and meet new people and you know go to different club meetings or sport meetings, whatever. And one of her friends that she had met at college would get mad at her say, no, I don't want you to go out. I don't want to go out. Let's just stay in because that friend wanted her all to herself. And that's a toxic behavior. It's controlling. Obviously, there's different degrees to toxicity and there's different levels to it. However, you know, being controlling or, you know, trying to dictate someone's actions, that's definitely a form of toxic behaviors. And you can either put up with that or you can move on from it. And, you know, if you, if you stay around for the toxic behaviors like that and you start, like, let's say, like, you're my friend and you start to not go out and you start to isolate yourself and let that person isolate you and you have nobody, no other friends around you besides that one person, it's going to affect you negatively. And it's definitely, you're not going to have any other friends. You're not going to be surrounded by anybody else and you're going to start to feel lonely and isolated and it's going to be hard for you. So you have to, in that moment, make an active effort, if you want what's best for you, to say, to first of all, acknowledge that that's not right. That's not what a real friend does. And to want better for yourself and to know that you deserve a better friend than that. Because if somebody was a true friend, they would want you to have other friends. They would want to go out maybe as a group. They would want you to go to club meetings or sport meetings and do what's best for you. So at the end of the day, it can be, you know, toxicity is such a vague, you know, area. It can be family, friendships, or romantic relationships, but it also comes within you. You know, you are responsible for your own actions and your own cycles. And one cycle that, you know, I engaged in for a long time was thinking that breakups weren't permanent as a result of my first relationship. So in my relationships after that, I would just be like, I'm done. And I thought that was normal. I thought I'd be like, okay, I'm done. Like, but they know I'm not serious. But like, no, if you say you're done, you should be done because you don't want somebody to think you say things that you don't mean. And you shouldn't want to hurt anybody's feelings with your words as well. And that's something that I was doing. So, you know, me and my ex, we would break up one week, be back together the next, or break up one day, be back together the next day. And it was not normal, but that became normal for me because that was our cycle. And at some point, it was either going to continue or I had to be like, no, I don't want that for myself and I don't want that for my future relationships. But once again, I could... I could have either carried that on with me to my next relationship and the relationship after that, or I could have stopped it then and there. And I did carry it into my next relationship, but it was during that relationship that I realized it has to end here or else it never will. So my advice would be first acknowledge the behaviors engaging in the toxic, you know, behaviors, whether it be being a little manipulative or blowing up on somebody or, you know, just maybe you're lying to protect somebody's feelings or just lying in general or cheating or, you know, verbally, you know, going off on somebody and abusing somebody. And then the next second being like, Oh, it's fine. I didn't mean it. You know, I didn't mean it. I love you. Like you have to acknowledge the behaviors you're engaging in or the behaviors that are being taken out on you. Then 
you have to you know decide for yourself do you want to continue that or do you want it to stop then and there do you want those behaviors to follow you for the rest of your life in the rest of your relationships any of your relationships or do you want it to stop and then a course of action you know you've acknowledged what they are how are you going to leave them in the past how are you going to you know make sure they don't keep happening how are you going to break that habit what are you going to do to ensure a better future for yourself and a better mindset for yourself how are you going to stop blowing up on people how are you going to stop you know manipulating you know your current boyfriend because your ex would manipulate you and you're afraid of being manipulated on or you're cheating on your partner because your partner cheated on you and you want to be the you don't want to be the one to get cheated on or you're you know running from relationships because you were hurt so badly in the past at some point it has to end and it can only end with you like i said somebody can tell you how you're behaving you know isn't helping your life or you and it's hurting other people or that somebody's bad for you but only you can make the decisions for yourself to move on with your life and to transform your life and you're going to do that by once again looking within seeing what you need to improve and making it an active effort to improve it that's the thing it has to be it's not easy that's the thing it's not easy and that's why a lot of people don't want to grow and transform in relationships because it's hard it's not easy to do so you have to be mindful of that and you have to take into account that it's going to be an active effort it's not going to just happen just like that because these are um, behaviors that you have engaged in maybe your whole life or every day for three years that you were with your ex or current partner you have to make you have to want the change in your life and you have to make it happen nobody's gonna do it for you so I think that's all the advice I can give on breaking toxic cycles and you know how to transform your life because it's always up to you you can't rely on anybody else to do the inner work for you and inner work is always important for any part of your life that you're trying to improve because everyone has room for improvement mm -hmm.